You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcasting Network. On today's show, we'll talk about the game against the Pirates, talk about some of the top performances. We'll jump in, do some scoreboard watching. We'll look ahead to the Tampa Tampa Bay series, and then we're going to talk about the National League wildcard and why that is a race that you should be paying attention to. Um, that should be most of the first half of the show, and then I'm going to put on some more of those interviews from my time in AA in the second half, because um, I know people like hearing those. It's a chance to hear from people. At some point, I'm just going to, I have three with uh, Rudy Odura, the manager, so one of these shows, uh, that's just going to be the entire second half, or three interviews in a row with Rudy. He's a uh, they're fun because he is very much a straight shooter. He, you know, he's the third or four, fourth manager I've talked to down there in Akron over the years, and uh, normally you get very diplomatic answers. That's not Rudy, and yes, he is part of that uh, Odor family. For those who are curious, so right now as I'm recording the podcast, the Indians are currently leading four uh, two. With the way the bullpen's been, nothing is too safe, uh, but it is. You have to feel pretty good about him right now um in this game jason kipnis is of course going to be the story the pair of home runs his 16 home runs set the indians up for an interesting situation um they potentially have someone who's going to have 20 or more home runs at catcher first second third dh and one of the outfield spots um it won't occur at the other out i mean Maybe if Luplo had been healthy all year with the rate he was hitting home runs against lefties, they would have had two outfielders with 20-plus. Or if Bradley Zimmer had been healthy, I still think he has 20-plus uh, home run potential. Let's uh, let's put a pin in the main story and just talk about Bradley Zimmer. I find it really interesting how much people have forgotten about Zimmer. Yes, um, both him and his brother seem to be um, the children of Glass from the uh, Unbreakable movie or the new Glass movie. I don't know what's up, but both those, both Bradley and his brother Kyle have just suffered injury after injury through the year, so it's hard to count on him. But a healthy Bradley Zimmer is the best center field defender on this team, and that is, you know, Oscar Mercado is quite good, but Zimmer, when he was there at peak, I mean, he was better than Mercado. Uh, he, he has 20 home run potential. He has massive power. He's a plus runner. It's an interesting profile. Um, it's just a matter of staying healthy. I mean, he's going to hit for a low average. He's going to get on base at a low rate. But you put someone like him in the nine hole in your lineup, you're getting plus defense, pop and speed. You can deal with the rest. Um, so, so don't sleep on him. Uh, you know, I see a lot of things about people talking about next year and why we need to keep Puig. And keeping Puig would be great. But at the same time, Daniel Johnson's ready. Uh, Bradley Zimmer should be back. Naquin has had a solid year. Jordan Leplo has had a very good year as a platoon player because he's not getting as many at-bats, but he's effective when he is. Um, Mercado is out there, and <laughs> there's part of me that just wants to see, like, Mercado in left center and Bradley Zimmer in right center and then five infielders. You know, just have, like, a permanent shift on and then a third baseman as well because it feels like Mercado and Zimmer could play a two-man outfield between them. Um, I mean, you could move... Fran Mill back to left field and be like, here's your 10-foot radius. The rest of them have it. <laughs> so 
it, it would give them and then the really fun thing is to picture Craig Allen in there in the other spot and just the three of those guys patrolling outfield there wouldn't be any doubles there would be no balls that ever drop it feels like um so yeah just a, a fun little thing but to go back into this game you know that Kipnis has now put himself in a situation where he has 16 home runs, legitimate chance to get to 20. Um, that would give them seven players with 20 or more home runs this year, which is fantastic. Again, think back to that first month of the year when it looked like they'd be lucky to have two guys doing that or three guys doing that, and we're not talking about seven. Um, so, you know, in the course of this game, another solid outing uh, by Aaron Saval. Nick Goody came in and had a nice rebound after his bad performance um, uh, just a few days ago. Uh, Lindor with his 26th home run, 24th home run, and, you know, Carlos Santana continuing just to rack up the base hits. I never thought I'd see Carlos Santana this late in the year with, like, a, a chance at hitting 300. I mean, that's what we hoped in the minors. Basically what he is doing this year is matching the hype of the minors. He's been a very good player. But in the minors, he was a top 10 prospect in all of baseball. And this is the season people had in mind when you look at that. Um, rough game by Yu Chen Chang. That's going to happen. But, uh, you know, you got to give him a chance. The tools are there. There's a reason why he's been consistently rated a top 10 prospect by a lot of people, myself included. But, you know, here we go into the ninth with the Indians. We'll see how this goes. Um, going forward at this point you know it's nice to get that um, protection home run from uh, Kipnis in the ninth give a little more of a cushion to Brad Hand and hopefully he'll have a nice easy inning here again these is a, this is a series they need to sweep it's just end of story this is a must sweep uh, the Twins are playing incredibly well beating up on the White Sox again Tampa and Houston are currently tied and Oakland and KC were tied but Oakland is now up two we jump over to those wild card standings, and we see that the Indians are up, you know, half a game on Oakland, a game and a half on Tampa, um, which could go up to two and a half if Tampa ends up losing to Houston. They have a, you know, it's a, it's a rough series for them right now. Uh, so after that, though, is, of course, the big matchup. Before we talk about the big matchup this weekend, let's talk about why the National League standings are so important for the wild card. So right now on the wild card, um, you know, the Atlanta Braves have been spectacular. They are, I know I said wild card, but this also <laughs> sets that up, I promise. Atlanta Braves have been spectacular. They are one of the best records in baseball over the second half. They are running away with their division, a five-and-a-half game lead over the Washington Nationals. When you go over to the wild card, that means the Washington Nationals currently lead the wild card race. Um, they are three games up on the Cubs and four and a half games up on the third team. Now, I say the third team because this is where it gets important as well. The third team in this race, just a game and a half back at the Philadelphia Phillies. Two of the Indians' final three series is against the Washington Nationals and Philadelphia Phillies. Two teams are going to be fighting for their lives, while a lot of other teams are going to be facing almost entire AAA rosters. So you, you need to pay attention to this race. It would be kind of nice if uh, if Philly would fall apart or if the Nationals would go on a huge run or both. Then you know, Because then Washington maybe decides to rest their starters, and I feel like this American League race is going to be very tight, and the Nationals currently have a bigger lead than um, 
the any you know the Indians do. So there's a chance Washington because they're going to want to rest whoever they're going to have for that playoff game. Um, yeah, just some interesting things when you look here. It's like, I mean, the the whole standings are just really interesting nationally wise. Because for a while I was like, oh wait, where are the, Card- the Cardinals who I bashed mercilessly for not making a move at the deadline now have a two and a half game lead. Uh, Cubs and Brewers are, are down the list. The Mets have cooled off significantly, losing four in a row, uh, basically since Cleveland left. It, it's going to be interesting to see how everything shapes up. You know, Cincinnati is is worse than they were before the trade, as Trevor Bauer has pitched pretty terribly um, over there in Cincinnati. But yeah, it's uh, the National League race is very important. It has a massive effect on the Indians. And we should be schedule watching for them as much as we are the tribe themselves. We got one sponsor today. It is a sponsor that is our almost everyday sponsor. That is BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com was our first sponsor. They have been a continued supporter of the MLB podcasts over here on the Locked On Network. So by now you have to know the deal, right? It is a male enhancement pill. It's chewable, so it gets to your bloodstream quicker. allows you to do what you want to do quicker. You don't need to take it on a full stomach, any of that stuff. It is there to get you to what you want to do quicker. And we have this great deal where if you need it or if you're curious and just want to try it, you can go over to bluechew.com. You're going to use that promo code MLB and combine those together, and you get the item for free. You're going to pay the 5 bucks in shipping because they can't take a loss. Uh, which is understandable for any business. But you're going to go over there, bluechew.com, promo code MLB, and you can see what all the hype's about. Okay, and we're back. So of the things that were promised, we didn't get to kind of look ahead with the Indians for this uh, this upcoming series. So we're going to do that, and then we will um, roll into the interview section. So... Um, something i forgot to talk about in the first half we have to talk about the carlos carrasco is going to be activated on sunday why sunday you might ask well sunday is when we turn to september and uh the roster expands to 40 so they're just going to wait and give him that time to get there and i'll be curious to see how he's used um he could be a massive weapon for the indians out of the pen he could be a multi-inning you know, every other day type of reliever. And especially when the postseason comes around, if they make the postseason, he is going to be, he could be this team's Andrew Miller. If you think back to when they made that World Series run, uh, it's his whole story is just crazy. I mean, he's making this comeback while he has leukemia. I, he's, the city, I, this is a man who has twice signed below market contracts because he loves Cleveland and has no interest in leaving. When he was worried he might be traded this offseason, he approached the team. Let's extend this. And again, took well below market. Um, by all accounts, a great guy, a great human being, going through a, a very difficult situation, and he's still out there playing for your home team tribe. He should be a fan favorite, and he should be one of those guys that we remember fondly forever. At this point, Cookie Carrasco should be just an Indian for life. And uh, I'm even if I wasn't an Indians fan, it'd be hard to not root for someone who has done what he has done this year. So uh, yeah, let's, I'm excited to see Carrasco go. Um, And like I said, beyond being just a fan, it's, you want to see him succeed because of 
I mean, he's kicking cancer's butt right now, and that is just great to see. Okay, so now time for that scheduled talk. Uh, you know, I've talked so much about how important this Tampa series is. And what's kind of crazy right now is we've got this three-game series against Tampa, and right now the Tampa doesn't have a listed Friday or Saturday starter. Um it's likely going to be a pair of openers from what I understand. Jalen Beeks is probably going to be in one of those spots. And then um, uh, Reggie Pruitt, I believe, is the other guy who's likely to get one of those uh, kind of starter spots. Uh, starter spots, opener spots. Uh, Charlie Morton on Sunday, that's that's a hard matchup. I mean, Plutko's been better than advertised, and we talked about him on last night's podcast and all the reasons why. You know, he's really proving himself to be a major league player. But uh, Charlie Morton is a <laughs> is going to get top three votes for the American League Cy Young. Uh, it, it's a, and just the stuff he throws, the stuff the Indians, uh, he's not a big power guy. Um, the pitch mix is one of those types that's set up to that the Indians struggle with. That's going to be a, a rough game. Um We'll see how it goes with, with Bieber on Saturday. Probably the Indians' best chance at a win. And then Plesak on Friday, who, you know, we've he's been a lot more, I don't know if I want to say iffy. I mean, there was always a degree of him kind of playing a little over his head, if we are being um, completely honest. You know, the all the, uh, the tertiary stats pointed to a guy who probably wasn't as good as he had performed. I think he's still a back-end starter. But I wouldn't really go too crazy beyond that. Um, so you got a pair of fives and a number, a good number two in the middle. Um, so just to pull this up, if you're not familiar, Austin Pruitt has uh, 10 games, two starts, 32 innings this year for uh, Tampa Bay. And Jalen Beeks is listed as a reliever, has three starts, 95 innings, uh, 27 games pitched. Beeks came over last year in the, um, I am I blanking on the, the guy that the uh, Red Sox, <sighs> they resigned him in the offseason. He's been hurt this year. He's always hurt, has a fantastic arm. I had my massive doubts about him. <laughs> uh, people are probably screaming right now at their computer. I'm going to pause the podcast so I can look it up because it's making my head hurt. Nathan Avaldi. Yes, that's who it was. They they got Evaldi, who pitched really well for the Sox, helped him win a series. Um, really inconsistent for his entire career. Had probably the best stretch of his career, and then turned that into a nice extension and promptly turned back into a pumpkin for the Red Sox. I know every Indians fan out there, uh, heart is aching for them. So, uh, as always, uh, you know, we're going to... Ha- basically, I'm going to do my sign-off now, and we're going to then have an interview after that. So... Keep listening after the sign-off. That'll be when we have an interview coming up in this podcast from when I was down in AA. Um, was your breaking stuff probably, was that the best your breaking stuff really felt uh, since you, in a while really? Because it looked like you had command of it all night. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best. I thought it was just kind of another, it felt, it felt like another, uh, it felt like me. You know, I didn't feel like I was doing something that was out of the ordinary. Um, I just got a feel for, you know, what staying behind it was like and, and was able to throw it on the play. That's what I feel like. You know, an hour like that is is a normal, not an abnormality. If that makes sense. 
For fans who aren't as familiar with you, can you describe your pitch mix, what you typically use on yeah. game day? Yeah, so I, uh, I throw a four-seam fastball um, and, a, and a slider on my probably 1A, 1B pitches. Um, and then I throw a changeup and, and a curveball as well. Um, obviously, each one moves a little bit differently, different shapes, just to make the hitter think a little bit. Um, you had a challenging uh, two outings uh, prior, at least um, when you were giving up, you can't give up a high amount of runs. Um, what uh, has changed for you over these last two outings where you seemed more like yourself, really? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you, said it, you said it right there. I just I felt like I was myself this time. You know, you're, as you go throughout the season, you're going to uh, you're gonna have ups and downs. You're going to not feel your delivery. You're not going to be able to, you know, I mean, it's going to be exactly the same. Those two outings, I just... At the end of the day, I just didn't didn't quite feel exactly where I needed to be um, as far as, you know, delivery extension, you know, and mindset of, you know, just focusing on attacking the hitters. I was trying to think more X, Y, Z as opposed to just whatever I have that day, let it play. In less than a season and a half from when you were drafted, you're already up into double A. Can you talk about just the whirlwind of going from a program that a lot of people may not be as familiar with and then just... I mean, really shooting up the ladder this yeah. quickly. Well, I'll say I'll be. I'm proud, proud as hell that you know I came from that program, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's. I mean, you said it. No, we're mid-major school. Like mm-hmm. Wofford is not a big school, but you know, there's, there's a lot of pride. And, you know, I hope I can help put a name on the map for that school because it's it did wonders for me to help me get here. But as far as the whirlwind, you know, I've always believed in myself, so it's, it doesn't surprise me. Um, but it's one of those things, you know. I try to appreciate. Each chance I get, um, you know, it's a fine. It's a fine line of appreciating it, but also not being content with where you're at. So I was, you know, at the end of the season, it's probably a better time to ask mm-hmm. me that question because then I'll be able to look back and be like, "Wow, like, yeah, I'm, I'm here in Double A already." But right now, I'm just trying to, you know, focus on getting better and, and keep keep making pitches and everything and get outs and just worry about all that stuff. That's uh, my teammate from college, actually. Oh, that's you're talking about. Uh, just from a statistical point of view, and I do a lot with stats, one of the things that stood out as I'm watching you from a, from the distance was just your control numbers and your like strikeout-to-walk ratio. And just if you can talk about you know how it is that if there's anything that's ever helped you with control, because that's in evaluating pitchers, that seems to be what makes most of them kind of stumble, but that's an area where you excel. Yeah. To be honest, I think, I think the, the root factor is <laughs> Uh, have to take, take that hat off. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, I'm sorry, I lost it. He, yeah. he went to my rival school uh, um, in college. He went to Mercer. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, what was that, Bernie? Can you, can, yeah. 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 Can you repeat your question? Yeah, no, totally. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying, like, from a physical point of view, like, what oh, I see is, to walk. Yeah, you know, walk. you have that control, and that's what yeah. so many guys slip I up think, with. I think what it comes down to is... You know, one, I, just, I absolutely hate walks with a passion. I will much rather let up any base hit you want than than a, than a walk. So because, you know, that's where I, I'm rooted from, you know, it was ever since, honestly, college, the, the coaches there really drilled that in that, you know, walks kill you. And you look at all the stats, anytime you walk somebody, that's when it, that's when it hurts you. So I've always, my whole career, I've put a high emphasis on, even when I'm behind, letting them hit it. And I can swallow and, and I can deal with, with a behind-in-account base hit as opposed to a walk because I feel like I'm beating myself at that point. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kenton. Appreciate it. Great performance. This interview section will be with Adam Scott, a left-handed pitcher who was drafted in the uh, 
2018 draft all the way up to double a a senior sign who got more than senior sign money always a sign there's more value there than maybe he's getting credit for so as always thank you for listening and go tribe